Welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, a movie podcast where one or both of us get to watch a movie that we should have seen a long time ago that you probably have. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knez. And today we are watching the second yet fifth episode. Episode five. Of Star Wars, but the second that it was released in chronological order. Yes. I'm the weirdo that hasn't seen Star Wars, but mm-hmm. now I've seen the first. Clark yeah. is a super fan, and we're going to get into mm-hmm. re- the, the Empire Strikes the Back. The Empire Strikes oh, Back, okay. yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, episode five, Star Wars. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. I'm I'm really excited for you to watch this. I, I think this is where it really, I think the, the story really gets going. It's kind of funny because I know you just watched Star Wars. Uh, a New Hope. A New Hope, which, you know, is so interesting because... That was kind of like an indie film in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Yeah. And then it became, you know, a sensation. Right. This is the first one where it's like, okay, we know what we have. Right. And, right. And now we could actually do some of the things that we wanted to do. I was watching, I had told you before, I was watching a thing called Light and Magic. It's on mm. Disney Plus and it's about industrial light and magic. And that's the one of the first special effects houses in, in the world, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like studios always had a special effects department, but this right. was the first dedicated to that only george lucas said that with star wars which at that time it was just called star wars Mm -hmm. even right before this was released Mm -hmm. which would have been confusing for people but he said that he only did like 25 percent of what he actually wanted to do and that's kind of crazy because it's so groundbreaking in a lot of ways that is crazy yeah so yeah i think that i think this one's really good this one's usually the fan favorite Okay, yeah, you were saying that at one point. I don't think we were recording, but yeah. Right, and I like it a lot, but... uh, You like Return of the Jedi I like Return of the Jedi the best. Um, I actually saw an interview with Pedro Pascal. He said that that was his favorite too, Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh... He was like, <laughs> he's like, hell yeah, I love that one. And maybe you'll see why. Like, yeah, this this movie is definitely a lot darker in tone. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so I think the Empire that's Strikes Back, the Empire one we're watching today. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, I think it's a good one. It's definitely if if somebody says it's their favorite, I'm like yeah. Right. I mean, if anybody says it's their what, sure. whichever one's their favorite, yeah, it's fine. but it's not a stretch of the imagination when people say yeah. that. Yeah. If anyone says, like, episode two or whatever, I'm like, really? Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I kind of thought at this point of our uh, Star Wars odyssey, if you will, I'd be, like, a little kicking and screaming just because if you didn't watch the first episode of Star Wars, I did try to watch in the past and they were kind of failed missions, if you will, and I just assumed it wouldn't be my cup of tea, but... I not only mostly enjoyed it watching it in real time, but now that I've had a few days to process it since we did that, I'm like, no, I think I actually do enjoy this so far. I'm looking forward to seeing where the rest goes. And it's just interesting, too, because I'm a processor, which has kind of been, you know, hit upon in past episodes. Like, for instance, when we did Groundhog's Day, I was like, that was cool. Maybe it'll be my favorite. I don't know how I feel about it. And then within the week, I'm like, no, that's easily one of my top three mm-hmm. of the podcast so far. And I guess I kind of had 
a different but uh, similar trajectory the past couple of days with Star Wars where it's like, oh, I think I am looking forward to what happens next. And I understand the world. And I think what I really appreciate about this action movie compared to other action movies, and in the last episode we did talk about Avatar, so I won't go into that. But also comparing, say, Indiana Jones and even Godfather, which is like a drama, but it's a very violent action-based drama. What I like about this is the characters are really likable. Mm -hmm. You know, especially Luke Skywalker. He's like a nice, earnest protagonist. Mm -hmm. And I think what it is, too, is like a lot of this podcast is intersecting with a time period, uh, both in my personal life as well as just like what's happening in society, where like I've been on my own healing journey and society is talking about issues in a different way. And I'm just sick of men being the heroes that are not that kind i'm Mm -hmm. sick of like boys club type stuff and star wars really so far like especially with the protagonist and i I feel like there's a journey that luke goes on it's Mm -hmm. not like he has to be perfect or stay innocent or i'm open to wherever he goes but i like that he was so likable that's not a usual pick sometimes they're usually kind of cocky or arrogant or like macho and he's just kind of a dude yeah and well, I, he's a farm boy yeah, yeah yeah but not like too wide-eyed like still grounded mm-hmm. you know and um i just kind of appreciate that and i also feel like i was thinking if i didn't know anything about the actors who played these characters and if you or anybody else like if i really was under a rock and nobody told me this was from the 70s I don't know if I would know what decade this is from. Yeah. It is. We've talked a little bit about how well done it was, so I won't repeat like ourselves there. But in terms of just the way the story is being told, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like 20th century storytelling, as I've kind of coined it with some of these older movies. And obviously, like a lot of movies have come after Star Wars that are probably like tapping into aspects of it i'm not saying nothing has been inspired by it of course but this still feels like it's in a league of its own whereas some Mm -hmm. movies we've watched too late aren't as fresh because like we've seen it afterwards or seen the aftermath and this is just it felt really fresh and a couple days later it still feels very fresh and Mm -hmm. considering this is the time period i think you you even clocked it for me where the 70s are a little iffy for me mm-hmm. if I'm going to like the movies or not. Yeah. And this is sort of becoming the exception to the rule. Like, mm-hmm. And like nothing on paper I should like about this. So I think it's a testament to how well done it is. I think that kind of revelation is is interesting because like this is a revelation that people had when they, you know, first watched it when it first yeah. came out and stuff like that. Yeah. So like that's kind of Timeless. Cool yeah, timeless. Yeah. yeah. Which is like weird because... There are plenty of things from, like, like I was saying, and from the 2000s that I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, oh, even know? from 10 years ago, there's some yeah, stuff where it's like, ago. oh, geez. You know. Like, Avatar is not that old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really think that they do a really good blend. Also, this one is not directed by George Lucas. Oh, it isn't? I didn't know it that. It is not. It's actually going to be directed by Irvin Kirshner, mostly because George Lucas wanted to focus on the writing because oh. he didn't, honestly, he didn't have this on paper yet. He didn't like so. If you see some things where it's like, oh, how could they know these? How come there's these inconsistencies? A lot of this was on the fly, which is so crazy. But yeah, he wanted to focus on that, and he wanted a director who knew all the Hollywood tech 
technicalities mm-hmm. and everything, but also was not Hollywood, not part of the establishment, okay. basically. Because it's actually kind of funny because George Lucas was really good friends with like Francis Ford Coppola and Steven Spielberg. Like they're all. They're all the uh, industry. Well, they went. Right. They all went to USC. They're all from Southern California. You know, like Steven Spielberg's from Southern California. George Lucas from Modesto. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're all knew each other. They went to college. They were friends and stuff. And, you know, so I I think it's kind of interesting that he just kind of took a back seat on this. And. I think in a lot of ways, like the um, the work with the actors, kind of got better too on this. Yeah, on the Empire Strikes Back now. So I, I think imagine it would because anytime you know a character, and you can step into it better, and you get more familiar with their point of view and mannerisms and mm-hmm. physicality, yeah. and it just gets it's why it's television actors by a season or two they know their character better than oh. the writers to some extent you know oh, yeah and they, they can live give it. notes right yeah because like even like a good example is like the office mm-hmm. like a lot of it was really cool because a lot of the people on the office the actors were actually the writers as well yeah like mindy and bj yeah, yeah. and uh paul lieberstein yep, as well and and toby you know yeah toby <laughs> but it's <laughs> i mean it's so funny because he puts himself he makes so many jokes on himself he roasts himself a lot and i'm like damn you're yeah brave for doing that um it's kind of an unsung hero in my opinion yeah Yeah. for (laughs) sure and he's written but but like even with that all the other characters they're like oh i think i would probably do this and they're like oh shoot did you know what was supposed to happen in the final season that john krasansky like fought tooth and nail for i know what it is he was gonna have an affair yeah and they were like we cannot do that to the Pam and Jim stands like it's just you can have them have marital problems yeah. which they did it's fine to be lifelike but and he's like we cannot take unpopular. it we, yeah I know and that already that still isn't popular but like he's like you cannot take it a bridge too far though yeah humanizing sorry. a relationship is one thing but sabotaging it yeah. and tainting it for all of time and I appreciate that because it I don't know if it would have had the I, same it would have been bad I think I mean like the ninth season is you know little, shaky anyways yeah, yeah, but shaky ground for sure. I think Dwight uh, or Rain Wilson really carries that I think he does too but yeah. I think I think with I think I but I also think the, you know that's like good mm-hmm. that the writers listened to that yeah and they took that in because like the actor is thinking about this character yeah all the time because you know how that character lives and breathes and thinks mm-hmm. and you know jim was also established as a nice human mm-hmm. that likely wouldn't be i mean nice humans cheat uh, unfortunately but it didn't seem likely in this universe in this character and yeah he had like an obsession with mm-hmm. her throughout the whole thing right and, right yeah, it, it would have just killed sense. love but yeah, yeah i think the marital plot didn't go great just because it was kind of out of left field and they like yeah. changed the format a little bit the last season by breaking the fourth wall with introducing that they really yeah. are making a documentary and it's not just you know what I mean like they made it a little more literal than like a vehicle to tell a story exactly so I think it was just a hat on top of a hat and if there were some warning signs that their marriage was slipping in the earlier seasons maybe it it, we could have been adjusted to the fact that they're human but they made it this fairy tale and then the last season they blew Mm -hmm. it up right exactly which is like again you can have marital problems but the way they handled it the execution kind of sucked but it was better than him cheating oh it's but way better than him cheating and yeah those episodes really drag and it's like damn when is the fun stuff gonna happen when's creed Mm -hmm. gonna pop out and that's kind of the that's that is kind of the 
the thing about going back to Star Wars mm-hmm. is there's so many good side characters. You're going to be introduced to a few more characters oh, okay. in this, but the you know the main groups, you know, but it, the main groups, the main group and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to follow them. Because I mean, if you imagine people watch this. And they re-released this almost every year until Empire yeah. Strikes. Uh, they re-released all of them, like as they just went mm-hmm. along, just to remind people yeah. what happened before. So I guess that's kind of good. Yeah. But like, if you watch the first Star Wars and it was such a big hit, it's like, oh my god, what will happen? You know, you kind of place them, these characters in stone, and then you see them, and then it's like, oh, they kind of get unfrozen and yeah and i'm excited because i like worlds that i can Mm -hmm. jump back into like i am a sucker for a reboot or a tv Mm -hmm. movie about a television show even if it sucks i was telling you on the phone earlier my most embarrassing revelation like i grew up watching the facts of life it was on early in the mornings when i'd run cross country and would come back and carbo load it's a dumb sitcom but when you're 13 it's on reruns and it's fine and then i found out they did a movie i think in the 90s and uh, maybe 2000 even actually and i think i found it on youtube some years back and watched it and it's terrible but i still enjoyed it exactly. because i know the characters you know right. and it can usually like most of these tv re- reboots aren't great but i'm gonna watch it because i'm mm-hmm. a sucker from familiar faces you know yeah. and I think as we go along in this franchise and what may might make me come back even after we watch these three movies for the podcast, like I'm curious to see if I like the world enough to go watch the other stuff or get a little more into a deep dive. But because like, oh, this is a recipe for stuff that I, I tend to be magnetized to. <laughs> like yeah, I like yeah. I like familiar faces. I like stability. Mm-hmm. That's how my brain works. I crave it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally. And this is one where it really is, like I was saying before, I, you know, I just watched The Mandalorian. It's the penultimate episode of the season. Mm. And I'm like, it it was really weird because we watched Star Wars a couple of days before I watched Mm. The Mandalorian. And it's like, oh my God, like, yeah, special effects are way different now. Mm -hmm. I would say we're probably in like the golden age, like a really good sweet spot where the special effects look good. Mm -hmm. But it's still within that world. It's still, the rules are still the same. They do such a good job with details. Yeah. And I like stuff like that too. Yeah. There's details upon details. The rules are clearly laid out, Mm -hmm. you know, and you find out new things, but it really is like, if this, then what else? I think that... Uh, this is a great sequel. Yeah, and you, I think you'll, I think you'll like it. I well, should we like finally it. watch it then? Yeah, on let's that finally note? watch it. All yeah, right, let's watch it. We'll be back in a flash. Bye. Bye. La 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 Luke, I am your father. I have seen what that scene is inspired by now, not verbatim, but yeah, uh, yeah. La 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 la. He messed up mm-hmm. and he made a. Everyone think we've slipped yeah. into a different universe. Thanks, Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I really. And I remember when that came out as like a Mandela effect, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's it's from Tommy Boy for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then people were but then i've heard people say well maybe he was in a different timeline and he and that's the way it was in his time anyone that's into new age anything can justify oh anything. yeah it is like and i'm not like i'm agnostic about what consciousness is what reality is what energy is but i don't think humans have the answers to that mm-hmm. and so while i'm open to some tinfoil hat theories because they're fun to think about 
My God, if you ever end up on like the spiritual side of TikTok, it is mm-hmm. a bananas place. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never ventured, so I, I really try not to. Circular logic, circular yeah. logic, exactly. and no accountability, and they can never be wrong if something doesn't work out. It's amazing. But anyway, back to Star Wars. Sorry, I just had to Tommy mm-hmm. Boy that intro a little bit. So yeah, we watched um, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And I liked it fine. It was a little more comparatively to the first one. Just like, just because like I loved the first 20 or so minutes because we're being reintroduced to everyone. All my friends are back on camera. Mm-hmm. I was like weirdly excited to see like Chewie and um, RTD2. Like I was surprised at like how that made me kind of emotional. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, look at them. And I just saw them three days ago or two days ago whenever we last did this. But then it, I was really surprised it jumped into like a straight up fight scene mm-hmm. kind of fast. And yeah. if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that that's just part of why action movies just aren't my cup of tea. Like my eyes and brain just don't latch on to like what the sequence is. And it's the same thing sometimes even with some sports. I think it's why I don't care about football as much. I just see people running around and my, my brain kind of gets a little like fuzzy uh, even my favorite reality show, The Challenge, like in recent years, they've gotten more into special effects and like crazier stunts and it's my brain just can't latch on. So hmm. I found it a little slower than the first one, but there was parts of it that I liked too. It didn't even dawn on me the first time, like the first movie that Yoda wasn't in it and I knew Yoda was a part of this universe, but there were so many characters that I was like aware of. That, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't keeping a log necessarily. So that was nice to meet him. I'm very curious about how he's puppeteered in certain ways. We'll circle back to that. I like the new character, Lando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was fun and complicated. and I love Lando. Yeah. yeah. And in the solo movie, he's played by Donald Glover. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. So it's a good, uh, definitely a good... Uh, yeah, I love his I love his capes. I did too. I noticed yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. I was like I just liked his outfit a lot. It's funny cuz a lot of them kind of look like either new age uh what are they like the moonies? Like Luke Skywalker's outfit isn't that different in some takes or they're kind of very like uh, old-fashioned villager kind of stuff from like different mm-hmm. ancient civilizations, but Lando felt the most like space-like in a yeah. certain way without being in a suit, like a body, like a stormtrooper kind of type thing. And so, yeah, exactly. That was fun. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I, I, Clark was surprised, not surprised, but uh, I, when the credits rolled, I was so shocked that that was the end. I didn't know it was going to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. I thought it would be a little more wrapped up. So mm-hmm. I was, cause I was, that's why I asked you at one point, I was like, how much, much longer is it because i knew mm-hmm. we were kind of in the final act but i it was like 30 minutes away but i was also like there's still so much more that has to be figured out mm-hmm. you know so yeah it does end abruptly and yeah i mean that's i would probably say this movie more than the other one for sure mm-hmm. because the other one could stand alone as a movie exactly this one yeah, not just, so much yeah yeah it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not mad at that at all. I just mm-hmm. like, I didn't know that that's what was going to happen. So. Yeah. And it's a little bit darker. So people that had watched this, mm-hmm. a lot of people were upset by it. Mm-hmm. Like they thought. Like in the 70s. Yeah, in the 70s. Yeah. 1980, I guess. 1980. Yes. Yeah. 1980. They were upset. They were like, wait, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like you, we got like half a movie or something. And it doesn't, I think, especially at that time, that wasn't yeah. really necessarily a concept. Right. 
They didn't because everything was very um, episodic and not really that serial. Mm-hmm. And this kind of takes from like Flash Gordon and such, and where it was serial. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think as far as movies went, that just wasn't a thing. So that was, and it makes sense too because in those times, information also spread differently. I'm sure there was stuff in like the previews like of any movie theater you know how they do previews and behind the scenes and newsreels or whatever decade we're in whatever they do mm-hmm. I, but if you don't go to the movies all the time you don't find out about they're making two star wars movies or if you didn't read it in the paper you missed the news special on it like it's not like you can just look it up on your phone yeah. like we do oh. now you know so or even 20 years ago go home and look it up on your computer so Exactly. I can see why people would be befuddled, I guess, yeah. if nothing else. So it actually, it, when it initially was released, it did get bad reviews. Yeah. Oh, it did? It did, Interesting. yeah. The, the, it initially got bad reviews. Not from the technical aspects of it. I do think in watching it now, I'm like, wow, they really bumped up. Because on the other one, you could kind of see the lines around. It's something called a mat line hmm. around the ships. Hmm. And it didn't matter because it was in space. So you can't see the mat lines where the the spaceship is ends and the background begins or whatever. Hmm. And on this one, they actually had to use... They had to like jimmy something up like a printer to actually get that and they would have to like take picture they would have to take picture of the frame even though that seems so backwards now mm-hmm. almost like a cartoon i guess but yeah that's kind of it sounds like animation almost. yeah yeah you know a lot of the backgrounds are it's anime it, it's a painting most yeah. of it and i think especially when you especially at the beginning with the snow speeders mm-hmm. um those small rebel ships mm-hmm. you can't see any of that and i'm like wow they really did such a good job with that but i think what uh, a lot of people were upset because it was i don't want to be left bummed out for three years or whatever because you know han gets stolen frozen and stolen that's right yeah we don't know how we're gonna retrieve him and dethaw him and yeah exactly if he even will be even be thought out obviously chewie's upset about that too chewie's my favorite he's your favorite yeah i think so he's just he's the most muppety even though it's a mascot muppet or mascot puppetry but there's just something about his demeanor and voice and mannerisms it's just speaks yeah. to my puppeteer brain quite a bit and we also made a joke while watching that my dog is kind of like chewy because mm-hmm. she just talks nonsense at me all day and it i i seem to understand it understand. Yeah, I mean, you, exactly. you kind of even understand too mm-hmm. like oh yeah for sure and she's then, and so quiet when i first got yeah. her and then year two she just started chatting all the time and right now she's whimpering slightly also r2d2 like mm-hmm. a little bit and the thing she's is <laughs> and the and the thing is that i i don't know if you know this but they all have translators for r2d2 so they could okay i was gonna says. ask about yeah. that only because it felt like in the first movie it was only cp3o that could c3po yeah. okay yeah i will butcher that i'm mm-hmm. so sorry uh C three. So just say C- three three POs. What they usually call them. Okay. So see, I'm bad at names. Even uh, robots, guys. Uh, well, but those initials. are all numbers, so I get that one. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it sucks. I'm bad at names, also. So yeah, if you throw numbers and letters at me, my brain's gonna be fried. What was I gonna say? Oh, it felt like he was the only one that could understand RTD. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm self conscious. RTD two. RTD two. <laughs> So like yeah, they yeah. usually it's three PO and R two. They usually okay. just interchange. Yeah. 
Uh, but either which way, it felt like he was the only one that could understand because they kind of looked to him to like translate. Would I make that up or did I just... No. Yeah, okay. In in some... Yeah, in some ways that that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you noticed when they were in... When Luke was flying to Dagobah, mm-hmm. which is where Yoda was, as he's beeping, there's a readout okay. and, on on the dash, mm-hmm. and so you can read because he's meant he's meant for those X wings, right, right, right. So like they automatically have a, a translator on that, and he also has a watch, that, yeah, kind of like this. But yeah. also at the same time, if you hear him, you're like, oh yeah, I know he's excited mm-hmm. or trying to get danger, your attention, or, or yeah, yeah. Or I, when he screams, actually, that's a big thing. The the art to scream when he goes ah, mm-hmm. like um, a lot of people replicate that on TikTok. Um, it's like a big hmm. the art two challenge or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. What I really like about it is you get to see a bunch of different places, which I think mm-hmm. is so cool. I love the city that uh, Lando lived in. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like I, pretty and industrial all at once, which mm-hmm. is an interesting combination that you don't see every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the design of that. Yeah, it's uh, a very, it's very, a very foreign, but it also takes a lot from like real life. Too, yeah, it's just like kind of like a mishmash of everything. Yeah. So, um, I always appreciate that. And again, like a lot of detail in this. Like, I haven't watched this in a while, mm-hmm. so like just seeing like the little details because everything kind of like makes sense. Mm-hmm. it's like oh this thing is broken i see how it would work or right. whatever you know yeah yeah well i was gonna say that too because like the first 20 or so minutes the 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 part that i was very on board for i was thinking at one point because i'm like oh they're really letting this breathe a lot like they're reintroducing everyone we're kind of getting a sense of where they're at now and what's maybe happened between then and now but i'm like none of this is gratuitous though you yeah. know it all is setting up the juxtaposition that you need, mm-hmm. you know? And right. so it was like good writing still. It wasn't yeah. um, masturbatory. It wasn't like cocky. It wasn't like just doing stuff to do stuff. Like, mm-hmm. cause at first the first half of the first act breathed for kind of a while, mm-hmm. but yeah. I liked it. It was good. And yeah, Luke kind of has to get to like a very low point to see Ben. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I think that's kind of what they're, mm-hmm. they needed to get him there. Um, also, uh, I think part of it was they're trying to explain why he looked a little different too. That's mm. I, that might have been why they wrote that. They they don't know. Right. A lot of people deny that, but it, it could be possible or whatever. Right, because he was in that car accident. Yeah, which sucks. But yeah. yeah, I thought he looked pretty good in the beginning. It was a little rough, but I think also the helmet was on and it was hard to get a sense. Mm-hmm. But by the end, I was like, no, he's still handsome and young. Yeah, yeah, and like he's great. He's still he's still. Yeah, you know, uh, what, what did you think about Darth Vader in this? Uh, he was a little more fleshed out. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I mean, it's so hard to hate him because it's James Earl Jones and he's mm-hmm. just has such a presence. Like, he could literally do anything and yeah. I would watch it. So, and like, it's his vo- I mean, I love to watch him on screen, don't get me wrong, but his voice is the most, it's what steers the ship, not that his Mm -hmm. facial expressions and stature is not impressive too, I don't want to take that away, but Mm -hmm. I found him to be more watchable than in the first one, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wasn't mad at him in the first, I mean, he's a bad guy, but you know what I'm saying. He's not in it as much, and you Right. I mean, the thing is, you have to, like, put yourself in his shoes, like, he just found out that he didn't, he didn't know that they were alive 
or well that luke was alive mm-hmm. he didn't the there they go into it in other movies but mm. he didn't know that and mm. that's one of the biggest regrets in his life and for him to actually be there like whoa that's so that's why he's so ruthless and he he lies to lando so yeah, many times so many times he changes the deal with him so many times it's like yeah his fingers crossed behind his back every time he was talking yeah. to him and just but the I mean, no take back and my fingers crossed didn't mean it right when he when he fights luke and uh, and obi-wan like he's kind of playing with them he's mm-hmm. he could take everyone in that city like that's what literally. i kind of figured it's almost like a cat just toying with the mouse by their tail yeah. you know like it's not they're probably not mm-hmm. going to eat it but they're just going to torture it at least in cartoons you know well, or whatever. i mean the reason why he's especially doing that with luke is he's trying to turn him to the dark yeah side. so he's trying to get him to unleash his hate mm-hmm. and you know go down the same path that he right, did to the dark right. side and I don't know. I think that's um, that's more out of loneliness than anything. Yeah. I think he doesn't. Darth Vader, as powerful as he is, he's a miserable. Yeah. Miserable well, it's lonely person. at the top, and he's at the top of his side of this war. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because it's like, yeah, he's just always like the symbol of evil but you could also like understand like underneath what's going on and um mm-hmm. and i think that that's amazing for somebody mm-hmm. who's in a mask and stuff and you know they have a guy named david prouse he's the uh the guy in the suit he's like six seven six eight or something mm-hmm. he's like very Im- imposing watching him but then also added with the voice it's like wow Oof, double yeah. whammy yeah yeah for sure I liked in a way, though, that it was a cliffhanger because at one point in my brain, I was like, because mm, I, I assumed it wasn't going to be a cliffhanger. So I assumed that Luke would figure out how to like better be a better Jedi, you know, like mm-hmm. and all that jazz. But I was like, there's not really enough time because he wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's not really enough time. It's going to be kind of like a Hail Mary, which works sometimes in a lot of movies. But in a way, I'm kind of like, glad that he's still going to be perfecting this i'm Mm -hmm. assuming in the next movie because it just would have been a little too fantastical even for like a weird universe it doesn't feel grounded if he just saved the day out of nowhere and after not being good at it yeah your movie so i'm not mad at that yeah yeah and i think that that's totally real yeah because I think in a lot of other movies, that would just be like, boom. A given. Yeah. Which is just good. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, I still probably need to process this movie a little bit, but it's part of why I think I like this particular franchise so far a lot more than other, whether it's superhero, whether it's just action adventure, fantasy mm-hmm. quest type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a little, I don't know, too magical, even if it's supposed to be for me sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like Grounded. I don't yeah. Know. And he definitely has... Like the force does travel through the fa- through family, like yeah. it's something. But yeah, to know how to wield it, it does yeah. take training, and there's you know, it's usually way more rigorous than yeah. even what Yoda's putting him through because Yoda put him through a lot. Yeah, but all the things that Yoda says, it's those are things I take a lot of those sayings that he has. Mm-hmm. Try not do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. You know, when Luke says, he's like, I don't believe it. Or yeah, when he was like, I don't right. believe it. And he's like, that's why you failed. Yep. Yeah. Because you literally don't believe it. And I'm like, wow. 
Like those are. Well, I read something on Instagram yesterday where it was like a lot of people are way less qualified than you, but have the job or whatever life you want because mm-hmm. they had the gumption to just try to take it. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes a little hand in hand with what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they do have the fake it till you make it thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I do think that you do have to believe in yourself. Like, yeah, like I think a lot of people. All your power comes from within. Yeah. Even if exactly. you get saved by a firefighter, even if you get saved by a romantic partner, even if you get saved by your family, you yeah. have to know how to save yourself throughout life. It's it's okay to ask for help and it's mm-hmm. good to be helped. I'm not trying to like have a stiff upper lip here, but you need everything you need is kind of within you. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a matter of unlocking it. Yeah. And you just have to believe, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. To just know that it's possible. I, you know, I think that's with anything. Like, I feel like in particular technology. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like, I think what the strongest thing when, let's say, nuclear power or something. I'm not going to say nuclear weapons because I guess you could. But, uh, but like, with nuclear... They just needed to know that that was possible. Yeah. Okay, the Americans got a reactor mm-hmm. online. We also could do that. And the first step towards that is believing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though, with the whole force thing when uh, Luke and Leia were kind of communicating. This is the second episode in like less than a month that I'm going to make this joke. But it's almost like The Shining. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We did it in Field of Dreams, too. And these are all episodes or all movies we've watched. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. But I mean, like now, anytime that anyone's a little bit telepathic or a little bit clairvoyant or whatever it may or may not be, I'm Mm going to call it The Shining Effect. (laughs) That's fine. That's absolutely. I mean, because in a lot of ways throughout Stephen King's or the Stephen King averse mm-hmm. the a lot of the supernatural stuff ha- is related to the shining yeah you know and which is very interesting and and another thing about the force is when i was a kid we learned about transcendentalism you know mm-hmm. with like walt whitman yeah. and such and the way that they explained it to us was it's like the force it's through mm-hmm. everything so everything does matter mm-hmm. every all the people, the water, the tree, you know, yeah. they were like, oh, this is. And so like, it was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I get it now. Say no more, <laughs> which is so funny that I feel like teachers have to find a shorthand and, you know, that's. And absolutely. But that's what makes uh, learning communicable sometimes. It does. Yeah. It really does. And yeah. And especially I, I remember I had uh, philosophy classes and they would always talk about like the mind body problem and Mm -hmm. you know all these things and it was always related back to the matrix like they were like oh it's like the matrix your body could be in one place and you could your mind could be in a different place so it was always like okay we're gonna explain Descartes with Mm-hmm. the matrix because everybody's seen it i don't know what they use now though yeah i feel like that's not that well we're gonna though. watch the matrix in a couple months yeah. i think in july because I, I i sort of saw it when i was 15 but i think i took a nap through most of it sure so like it's so in culture i kind of get what it's about like i follow what you're saying mm-hmm. you know yeah but, and also i know who this card is so that mm-hmm. helps too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's i think uh metaphors whether it's through media or just other things in life are always more helpful than trying to be like factual verbatim Mm -hmm, for most people. Yeah. 
And that's why I like Star Wars because they do take a lot of Eastern mm-hmm. uh, Eastern religion and kind of distill it into package it into a movie, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I do appreciate that. You know, and also getting kids interested in space too. I yeah. think there's so many kids out there who they see this and it's dazzling, and they want to know how it works. They want to know how these things could be possible. And, well, they learn um, what light speed is, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's what I like about this. I know you're not a big fan of the action, but also knowing that something is possible and seeing something on the screen mm-hmm. is so mind-blowing because it's like, okay, well, this is... Po- like, I could, po- I could see it. Why can't it be real? Well, there's even, like, real life, you know, metaphors... In real time, I guess, while this was being made happening because of the whole puppetry of it all, like a lot of people thought mm-hmm. that wasn't a viable thing. And yeah, Frank Oz, one of Jim Henson's literal right hand men, were mm-hmm. uh, it was puppeteering Yoda, yeah, <laughs> and, and making him look so lifelike. And that's not something generations before we would have ever thought possible, yeah, exactly. And this was definitely cutting edge. I mean, mm-hmm. they were. Because I would say this, definitely Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. those puppets, I, I just am in, in so much awe of. I was pretty in awe of Yoda because he had a lot more facial expressions mm-hmm. than a lot of puppets do. I mean, you can kind of make them like, like Kermit pretty famously can scrunch his nose and stuff. Like there's definitely different mechanics depending on the facial structure that you can kind of like mimic real life expressions but his he not just blinked but he his ears moved when he was excited and um it just made me i looked it up but because big bird blinks and big bird's the most complicated puppet Mm -hmm. of all time to be honest with you because it seems like that's almost life ending the way that you have to like carol spiney who did him for decades Mm -hmm. i forget the new guy's name he had to have so many shoulder surgeries it's insane i know because like he was not just had an arm up the whole time but his head was down because he has a monitor around his neck so he can see the world that Mm -hmm. big bird sees or see big bird on the screen with the world rather and then with the other arm that's not in his beak Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it operated his wing and there was an invisible string that like ties the wings together so they both move and then he also k- makes Big Bird blink because there's a button inside that's like more than rubbing your belly while patting your hat your, yeah. your head sorry and like Yoda had a little bit of that because of his ears and it's not his, he's not inside but mm-hmm. like I looked it up at one point like how was Yoda puppeteered and it just talked about uh, Frank Oz and that there was a second puppeteer for the right arm I think mm-hmm. or wait no I'm left-handed it would have been the left arm so mm-hmm. no I'm just getting dyslexic sorry Either which way, it's very common to have a second puppeteer do the other arm. So, like, I already knew all that, but I couldn't figure out the... I didn't do a deep enough dive to look for what the buttons or mechanisms of... Because I couldn't figure out if... Even some of his facial expressions, I'm like, is that a hand or is that Mm -hmm. something else happening remotely or in Frank Oz's fingers? (laughs) Right. There's some ways manipulating that. Yeah. Whenever there's really... a puppet on screen, I'm like, okay, what's going on? What are the mechanics? What are the mechanics? Because yeah. I can see it. And I couldn't quite... I'm assuming it was a button inside. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah. But I'm not sure. But fun fact, did you know one time in a take, you probably know this, but uh, I did find in my superficial search about the puppetry that Frank Oz broke and started talking as Miss Piggy. <laughs> I didn't know that one. Oh, wow. but Yeah. Because he's Miss Piggy. Yeah. 
And uh, he just broke and he and Mark Hamill got into like a whole conversation. I know. That sounds like <clears throat> that sounds like something that would happen on the set. Yeah. You know? Especially since, uh, you know, all the people got along so well. Yeah. Um, I actually had come across a picture of it was it was Eric Idle from Monty mm-hmm. Python and um, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. And they're all they were all staying at eric idol's house mm-hmm. because eric idol was shooting a movie uh the life of brian mm. a monty python movie so he was out of town so uh i think carrie fisher talked to him mm. and they and he was like oh yeah you guys could stay at my place or whatever in london oh, wow. and so you guys could film and everything and uh mark hamill posted it and he said Oh, yeah, the reason why Carrie's not there is because she's taking the picture. You know? <laughs> it's so funny that they all got along so well. I like, love that. Especially on this one, it was it was very cold because they filmed especially Hoth. They mm. filmed that in Norway, I believe. Mm. And so it was cold, so they didn't need to be on This was especially, you didn't need to be on set. You probably shouldn't. Cause right, frozen could, tundras. Yeah, you could start getting damaged. But anyways, she, you know, they would all, hey, I'm not in this scene. I'm still going to hang out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And especially the ones where Han was saving Luke and stuff like that. She definitely didn't need to be there. But she was like, oh, yeah, I just want to show up. Yeah. You know, that's fun. That is Cute. fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it must have been such a fun time. Well, it must them. have been a fun reunion that they didn't know was going to happen, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because they did this movie that they all believed in to go on the theme of this episode, right? And But I don't know if they would have assumed, even in their wildest dreams, that there'd be a sequel. Because there wasn't as many sequels. I mean, no. there were some, but there wasn't as many. Especially with sequels... Almost being like low rent or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, the reason why you do that is because you don't have a, a strong enough narrative for one thing. So it's it just a cash grab upon. to reinvent the magic or yeah. try to. Yeah. Or it was it was what they showed before the movies mm-hmm. too. Like Flash Gordon and in, in, in the forties and fifties and stuff. And all those uh John Carter and all those things. But yeah, I the thing is, you could see how everybody just cares for each other. And, you know, the characters, too. You know, Chewbacca fights those little guys to mm-hmm. get C-3PO. C- mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, like, so cute. Because he's like, no, my friend. Get, yeah. Let go of my friend. Yeah. And, honestly, Chewie could kill, like, all those people people in there mm-hmm. uh, he probably did actually yeah probably <laughs> just to get it back and han saves luke again yeah from certain death you know and, and it helps that they are kind of friends in real life because that gives them a chemistry that you can't fake as well mm-hmm. you know exactly, like you yeah. can fake a little like good actors can totally fake a chemistry mm-hmm. but um if you're actually friends with people, you have that rapport. And since it's been a few years, both in real time and in the movie's timeline, it's like, yeah, yeah they know each other. Exactly. It's not like yeah. they're doing the reunion where it's like they've drifted and like 
they don't are they're they strangers hate... they've had a falling out like well you know i mean because i remember hearing about like one of my favorite shows was uh x-files mm. and for a while i i don't know how true this is anymore i think this might have been tabloid stuff at the mm-hmm. time but they said that jillian anderson and david oh, yeah. hated each other but there's so much folk i didn't even i've never even seen the x-files but there's so much in the ethos about both the show and the behind the scenes mm-hmm. that like yeah it's pretty fascinating actually yeah but... they ended up like both of them ended up leaving at different times so yeah mm-hmm. it's uh it's a really weird it's hard too mm-hmm. with pr because like you never know if it's like the studios too like planting stories exactly i know just Did to get publicity up? like it's not even half the time it's not even true exactly like, what they're saying i mean that's what even like with don't worry darling recently was that the one with harry styles and olivia yeah Wilde? harry styles yeah. and um was that a Chris pr rela- was that a pr relationship i mean i mean i don't know enough yeah but i just knew the headlines did harry styles they ran spit. with it for sure yeah, yeah. oh the, the spitting of it all too that too yeah, yeah and so like i don't I mean, a lot of that could be manufactured, but I mean, maybe they didn't. I don't know. But it's just like, but it overshadowed that movie for sure, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I kind of like that this was like, you know, none of these people were in the tabloids necessarily. And I mean, also the thing about it too is Harrison Ford is working so much around this time too. I know. He's like a movie star, movie star. Yeah, because he's doing like Indiana Jones and Mm -hmm. he even does Blade Runner around this time too. And it's like, so he's busy on stuff too. And it's crazy because you don't think about it, but there is somebody in R2-D2 and there is somebody in C-3PO. Yeah, I figure. And they hate each other. Now those two are- In real life? In the real life. (gasps) What's the tea on that? That's- after the fact, I think it was during probably more of the convention circuit after the fact. And oh, wow. obviously the person who was in R2-D2, he didn't, these were the only movies that he really did that. He was, mm-hmm. It wasn't necessary to have him in there for some of the other movies and such. I think uh, he was just like stuck up. There, he was Anthony uh, Daniels. He's uh, C-3PO. And he was like, oh, he was just like stuck up to me all the time and stuff. Or like mm. afterwards. Or like would always say, oh, this is so below me and stuff. Almost probably like the way he is in, in, right, Star, in Star Wars. Right, because he's kind of, I made a few jokes that it's like everyone has that friend. Everyone does have that you friend. You know, or it's like whether crashing when you're finally kissing the girl or mm-hmm. whether it's being a know-it-all or like a, actually, well, actually, actually. like he's. Well, actually, and, in, embodied in a robot, basically, and he and he literally tells you the odds of I know. your failure, and it's like, and he thinks he's being helpful. Yeah, and it's like, why we all have that friend too? We all have that friend too. Why would you tell me that? Yeah, where it's like, I'm going to succeed today. It's like, well, actually, mm-hmm. no. here's the thing: most people fail that test on the first try or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And you're like, shut the fuck up, Debbie Downer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely a, a Debbie Downer. So funny though. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I'm not mad at him, but like so it is hard. that clocked for me a lot more this this movie where it's like, oh, he's kind of that guy in the friend group. You're all friends with him because you're loyal and he helps, but he's not the guy you want to grab a beer with. He's not the yeah. guy you know you want moral advice from, mm-hmm. you know, or uplifting pep talks from. Like, yeah, you you, you compartmentalize your emotional life around him for sure. Yeah, 
exactly but he's so fun he he cracks me up in some of the other movies he's so funny too and yeah Mm -hmm. he was more fleshed out this this go around i think in general yeah because i think i think most of it is the thing about r2d2 he's just so he's so dedicated Mm -hmm. he really is the mvp of the Mm -hmm. entire saga Mm -hmm. like he whenever he's there it's like oh he was on the millennium falcon for like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and he fixed the hyperdrive yeah everybody else was trying their hardest around exactly and he was like oh well why don't you just do this and fix it (laughs) he's Mm -hmm. like so he's so smart he's a smarty yeah yeah yeah, it'll be curious for me at least, and you know what's happening. But what mm-hmm. will happen next? I'm assuming it gets re- uh, uh, revealed that Luke and Leia are siblings. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they even know it as they're writing this yet either. Oh, that's fascinating. Like, yeah. Well, I was glad that she was into Han Solo and not mm-hmm. Luke, because that would just get real creepy and I like know. Uh, sibling porn, if you will, which is way too popular and that's weird but yeah oh god yeah no she was she's definitely in the han i what i like about her is i mean this whole movie is because of her yeah because in episode four she's the she's the yeah in the ideal world she would have evaded darth vader and been able to deliver the Mm -hmm. she went through a lot to get that the technical readout on the death star so she was the whole reason why this is even happening. Yeah. She set everything in motion, basically. Absolutely. And she's so brave. And you even see, because she is a general. I think at this time, she's a general. Mm-hmm. So she, you, you saw her with the flight group, and mm-hmm. she's like, this is oh, what That's right, because her, her planet got blown up anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's not, so she's technically still a princess. Without even, a land to rule, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just so sad. I didn't even really think about that, but that's a good, because I was thinking about like, oh, that's interesting. She's like, in the field but she seemed like a badass in the first one so i didn't really think twice about it but it's like oh yeah she doesn't have a land to rule so yeah what else she, she gonna doesn't. do i mean but the thing is that they've been on the run for years so yeah. it's just like Might none of well. them none of, they're having a real bad time the, yeah like it's not great yeah none of that is ideal for them and it's kind of weird even watching this again i was like damn everybody's plans get messed up Mm -hmm. like luke skywalker was supposed to be with all of them instead of going to dagobah Mm -hmm. and yeah darth vader's plan was to capture luke that was Mm -hmm. the only reason why he did all this i know and that's why he wanted the millennium well he also hated the millennium falcon because it blew him out of the sky right so he was the death star yeah and he was pissed so obviously he wanted that for that reason but he also wanted it to to trap luke and um and his plan did not work you Mm -hmm. know his plan didn't work you know but but also yeah han got taken and but yeah he got frozen and you know he got tortured and they didn't even ask him any questions they just did it for fun yeah i mean that's the way the empire is yeah evil 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 empire and it's based on a lot of, you know, other things in our, our yep. lives and stuff. Other evil people. Yeah. Um, what did you think when you first saw Yoda? Like, when you first saw him on the screen? What did, were you like, what is he doing? Because you know how he was kind of acting mm-hmm. funny. I assumed he was just, like, how he wasn't being forthcoming about yeah. who he was. I mean, I kind of knew who he was. So I knew that that's who Luke was searching for. I wish that maybe if that wasn't spoiled for me, I would have been able to like roll with it a little Mm -hmm. differently. 
Um, I just figured he was, he had his reasons and he was just yeah. doing his thing. Luke mm-hmm. was on his turf and mm-hmm. I knew somewhere in there, there was like some wise man. So mm-hmm. I yeah. just sort of went with it. Mm-hmm. I rolled with yeah. the punches in a different way, but I, it was because in a spoiled way, but for sure, yeah. I had some context. I wonder if that would have stood out a little differently if I didn't know that. Yeah. Because yeah, I think when you first watch, if, if you didn't have that spoiled for you, it's like, oh my God who is this and then you're like oh that what okay he's a very different creature even compared to the other like just species Mm -hmm. in star wars because he's just part troll part gremlin part like i don't even know what old man you know uh where the rest are like kind of look like dinosaurs or they kind of look like uh robot turtles or they are stormtrooper you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's chewbacca like but he's little and like green and he has Mm -hmm. skin and hair and almost humanoid but not really you know so he's definitely a different um entrance like a different Mm -hmm. persona yeah and then also he kind of lulls luke and he troll he literally trolls him Mm -hmm. he you know tries to get a reading on him because he knew his father yeah and knew what happened you know obviously what happened but it's like dang (laughs) he he wasted also wasted a lot of luke's time which is funny yeah uh, to me oh but i also liked what he said about the whole like search your feelings and you'll know what's true or Mm -hmm. or whatever that quote was yeah because that's also really true in real life too like an expression i learned last year that i've been sticking with is that don't trust your mind when you're meeting someone. It could mm-hmm. be like platonic, romantic, professional. It does not matter. Trust your body because mm-hmm. your mind can talk you in or out of any situation depending on what your desired results are. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to like someone or if you have your guard up for your own just personal reasons that have nothing to do with that person, yeah. your mind can create a narrative where they're not good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mind can also create a narrative that they are good for you when they're not potentially right. Specifically, a, a lot of the time, more often in romance, but certainly in, in other categories. But if you listen to your body, like if you feel tense around someone, mm-hmm. it's for a reason. Maybe they're good, maybe they're bad, but they might not be compatible or good for you. Because mm-hmm. like you're not psychic, but your body does know yeah. what it feels. It's a survival mechanism yeah. that we've forgotten to talk about over the years. And yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And that expression kind of reminded me of that. I mean, it's like, they say it multiple times in yeah. this. And, you know, Darth Vader says it to Luke. Mm-hmm. And he's like, search your feelings, you know. And the, the thing is, when people watch this the first time, it wasn't clear Oh. If he was telling the truth or not. Oh, that makes sense. A lot of people didn't trust that. A lot of I people, can see that that would be yeah. a red herring because he's evil and he just mm-hmm. does what he wants and tortures people. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And he knew that Luke was an orphan. So, yep. you know, he could have totally used that against him or whatever. Yeah, it's like a little too convenient. Uh, yeah. I can see in some 1980s audiences mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, the orphan is now being claimed by the bad guy who's trying to manipulate him. Hmm, yeah. How convenient. There's no way that's true. Because Darth Vader is manipulative, and he's he'll he'll do anything to get his goal, and mm-hmm. you know he's I mean that's why he is the bad guy that he is because of that. But that's also such an interesting mapping with real life because bad guys do switch the game sometimes, and they have moments of sincerity. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, look at anybody that's ever been conned. Look at anybody who's ever married a sociopath or mm-hmm. whatever. Like some of it's charisma that's like all smoke and mirrors or a wolf in sheep's clothing. Fair enough. But everybody has a little bit of good in them. Everyone has a little bit of honesty in mm-hmm. them. It, it, it's never that black and white. It's never... It, it, hence, it's never the, the 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 guy in the van offering candy to strangers that mm-hmm. hurt children. It's usually a friend of the family or an ancestor, uh, not an ancestor, mm-hmm. a relative that yeah. ends up abusing a child in some kind of way. It's it's always the enemy you know and not... Exactly. People are complicated, even Darth Vader. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about him, there is a theory that the reason why the stormtroopers didn't shoot anyone mm-hmm. was on purpose because he ordered them he's like listen shoot, covering fire mm-hmm. only but don't kill anyone yeah well they're like, probably more useful alive at this point yeah. than dead yeah so i so there is a lot of that and cuz there was a point where one of the stormtroopers brought and he pushed it down yeah 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 but so uh I don't know. Are, do you think you're going to watch the the prequels? I might. I okay. Might. I don't want to ruin this okay. one. Okay. Okay. But yeah. But anyways, like, uh, you know, you do kind of see the, the soft spots that he... Because honestly, the thing is, he's been like this for so long. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of see his... There's a turmoil going on with him. There's yeah. a turmoil going on because he does... Probably he probably sees so much of Luke in him, yeah, or him or a lot of himself in Luke. I right, mean. right, right, right. <laughs> and he's and that's why that dream that he has, the one that Luke has when he's in the um, when he's on Dagobah, mm-hmm. where he chops off Darth Vader's head, that vision mm-hmm. that he has, mm-hmm. and it's his face in there. Yeah, and there's a reason that it's. This could be his path and stuff like that. And yeah, like, I definitely caught that foreshadowing or symbolism or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, oh, by the way, did you see Darth Vader's real head? His when they I saw the... part of it, but I don't know if I was yeah. it the whole face. No, it was just okay. the back of his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah, um, yeah. He's pretty. Um, speaking of all black, <laughs> and he's also choking people out left mm-hmm. and right mm-hmm. he's like you mess i would i mean the thing is is like i would be like well i'm not gonna join the imperial navy yeah because i'm gonna get choked out eventually right. what's the incentive There's yeah been... the thing is is that there was even a, a point where they were talking about the bounty hunters oh bounty hunters we don't need their kind scan more because mm-hmm. we need to we need to keep climbing the ranks and stuff like that you know it's a corrupt system and actually they go into a lot of that corrupts corruption that the empire has in uh the tv show andor it's mm-hmm. like really good i actually think you might like that one the most because that one is the most like political and like mm. it's like a it's like a spy it's like a spy uh television show just set in star wars but oh, yeah. interesting but um how yeah. many offshoots of star wars are there because i certainly don't know i knew there was a f- these first three from the 70s onward and then there's the other three the prequels and i know that there's the mandalorian because everyone keeps talking about it but there's other stuff too and yeah you're talking about andor so like how many others so are there's there? episode seven eight and nine 
Um, There's more after this? Yeah. When were they released? 2000, I think 2012 to 2000. Yeah, it's somewhere between. Whoa, I was under a rock. I don't think Um, I knew that. I think it was the last one was the last Jedi was released. uh, I would say 2019. Was it the same cast or a different crop of people? Um, There's some people that come back. Okay, okay. A lot of people don't like them. Okay. But I I I like all of Star Wars. I kind of don't care. There's also so I'm gonna go chronological order. They had the Ewok movies. When were and those released? That was in 1985 or so. So it was after Return of the Wait, Jedi. Wait, what's an Ewok again? Those are the little bear guys. We haven't seen them yet, we have seen we? Them Okay, yet. No, that's no, no, in Return no. of the Jedi? Yeah. Okay. And then, so, uh, the Ewok movie. Then you have, yeah, the prequels. And then also there is a Clone Wars movie. Then there's a Clone Wars TV show. There's two versions of that. I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say this for yeah. the for the people. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm learning too. So keep yeah, going. and so there's Clone Wars, and that one's hand drawn. There's one version that's hand drawn, and then there's one that's CGI. I actually really recommend if you do watch the prequels. There's a few arcs that I would watch in the Clone Wars because there's a lot mm. of interesting information. About backstory about anakin skywalker and stuff mm. and obi-wan kenobi and then an offshoot of that is called the bad batch and there's a show called rebels i'm going chronological sure, sure, with sure, that sure. and then and then you have solo that's the one with donald glover playing lando mm-hmm. solo and then you have rogue one and rogue one is related to andor that's mm. a yeah Endor happens before those events. And then Mandalorian is uh, in between episode six and episode seven. But that's a TV show? That's a TV show. That's the one with Pedro Pascal. Where does Baby Yoda come in? That's uh, Mandalorian. Okay, because the internet was really freaking out about that a couple oh, yeah. years ago. He's a little cutie. Yeah. Um, damn, that, that that's it? That's, the, that's um, the rap? Yeah, so yeah. Did I say Rebels? Yeah. So, the, so. Oh, and then there's also Kenobi. Uh, oh then there's Kenobi, and that's also set in between uh, episode three and episode four. Jesus, this is, I knew this was a whole universe, mm-hmm. but I, like, wow. Yeah. There's all, I mean, there's also two, sh- oh, then there's Tales of the Jedi. That's also there. Then there's also a show called Visions, but that's not related to any of the narratives. Hmm. It's like... In, it's an anime show yeah they have all that and there's a ton of video games i sure. play battlefront 2 all the time my player is princess leia she is the strongest character mm-hmm. in that i don't care what anyone says the jedi in that game it's fine because you could block all the shots and everything but like princess leia is so badass in that game mm-hmm. she just rushes in brrr, knocks out people so fast yeah nice yeah and what um, system was that on uh that's on uh playstation 4 but they had one for playstation 2 and those ones were really good they had battlefront 1 and 2 battlefront 1 and 2 now and then there's also jedi fallen order there's knights of the old republic and that's like a thousand years before these events so there is no shortage of lore yeah and also there's so many people on here there's backstories to them yeah, but all and it's it's pretty remarkable. Like I was saying in in the last review, how 
how much people are able to take something so small, so minute, because there's so many details in it mm-hmm. that they're able to just like pull out all these narratives. You know, isn't that life in general though? Like every acquaintance you have, every person you see at a gas station, they have their whole fucking exactly. world that has nothing to do with you or like you don't know anything about yet or whatever it is. Like we only see the tip of the iceberg anyway. So it's interesting since side characters in movies tend to get kind of a weird one dimensional treatment, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's very interesting that in the star Wars universe, they all kind of get their own special treatment eventually. Yeah. And that's like even the bounty hunter, the Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So he has his own show too actually i forgot about that that's related to the mandalorian uh series though yeah they're all they all get fleshed out and you'll be surprised that like on some of these things you're you'll be surprised at who does get fleshed out and you're like wow i didn't even the main characters yeah get fleshed out in a lot of these shows well that makes sense because even the main characters don't aren't we're not getting a comprehensive story we're finding things out in small pieces Exactly. You know, and we, yeah. we still don't know. If well, the movie that, wasn't so well done, I'd be nitpicking. But mm-hmm. it is, they are they are well done. So, yeah. like, yeah. And, and that's, like, another thing is, like, there's so much time in between, you know, episode three and episode four. And even going back to Clone Wars, like, that, I think it was nine seasons. Mm-hmm. And that was just within episode two and episode three Hmm. that all those events happen and it's like wow holy smokes like you guys really Hmm. were able to fill in all these gaps and stuff um i don't think they're going to do that in between like episode four and five or five and six in the original trilogy i don't think they're really going to do that they've only done stuff like before Mm -hmm. leading up to it and after well that makes sense because the actors also age and yeah or pass away Yeah. yeah Like Carrie Fisher. Oh my God, that's right. I keep forgetting that she passed. Mm -hmm. I keep, uh, I I, I keep thinking like, oh my God, Harrison Ford is getting so up there in age. I know he's doing well, but knock on wood, but you know, it's like he is really up there and I'm like, oh no, I'm just getting into this franchise now. I hope he's around for a while. And I just completely blocked out. I've been to Carrie Fisher's grave and I completely blocked out that. Not in the first one we watched, but this one I 100% forgot that she yeah. passed away over five years ago, like yeah, closer and to seven, six and a half years ago. Yeah, and also relatively recently, uh, Peter Mayhew, he's uh, Chewbacca, died uh, recently too. But somebody took over for him, another tall ass. I guess that's an easier one to yeah, replace. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still like... Iconic. He was still iconic. Let's yeah, give him his credit. Yeah. And it's so funny because I did watch, uh, there was, I did see video of Peter, Peter Mayhew's voice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, where he plays Chewbacca and also David Prowse's voice. So he's actually saying all the lines. Mm-hmm. But David Prowse, the one who plays Darth, is in the Darth Vader suit. He has a Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> tag this ship apart. And like it's like that would be oh. so hard to take seriously in like that suit. Oh my god! Like it's as an so... actor, those are really good actors if that's what they were. Because here's here's the movie magic, guys. Like even if someone's not in the scene, like sometimes like you're reacting to someone off camera or for eye lines or whatever. And like so, if he's just saying that and they're just cutting the audio, 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like to, to insert in James Earl Jones voice, which is a thing that people do. That's really good acting to like act to somebody who's not menacing because they have a Cockney accent. Yes. Like that's in, that's the opposite of menacing. Yeah. Like he that's literally voice. that's yeah. like worse than a Southern, like a deep South, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of accent. Because even some people, I maybe because I'm in America and not England, but I mean like you can still be like menacing and southern yeah. like you know what i mean but i don't know i'm i'm personally not used to being cockney and southern yeah. so or not cockney and menacing uh so that's um yeah wow that that tickles me kind of a lot mm-hmm. yeah that really speaks to how good that cast is yeah that's uh well and it wasn't they they were toying with keeping it and they were Ooh. like no we need to get james and I think uh, another person that they were looking at was Orson Welles. Oh, wow. But they were like, no, we need somebody more like something like that, but like very like just intimidating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got James Earl Jones. One of uh, the best voices of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine what that movie would be without that. Jesus. It would, that wouldn't, it wouldn't have had a sequel. <laughs> no, I don't think it would have done nearly yeah oh wow but that's the attention to detail that they have and um you know and that's uh in watching the ilm thing it's all the people that worked on the special effects they were all so good at so many different things Mm -hmm. some people specialized in making cameras some people specialized in yeah the the modeling and stuff but you know they're all so so passionate about it that all the details work and it all comes mm-hmm. together very well. I mean, yeah. And it looks beautiful. And honestly, on a on the silver screen, it's like, wow. Yeah. Nothing like it, really. Yeah. It's definitely cool. Yeah. But yeah. But um, that's all I have. I, I think. think that's all yeah. I have. I guess the good news is we are going to have a third episode this week, guys. Mm-hmm. We are going to watch... The Jedi Returns, is that what yes, it's called? Yes, the Jedi and, Returns. Um, the Return I'm of just, the Jedi. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm not trusting anything out of my mouth right now. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. See what I mean? Uh, but so if I think of anything, I can always say it in the preview. Yeah, reviews. exactly. We're, we're not done yet. We're just not yeah. done yet. We're just done with this episode. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. come back because uh, it's May the 4th week mm-hmm. and we're going to have one more coming at you in the Star Wars originally from the 70s and onward franchise uh so if you want to follow us uh please do uh if you haven't already subscribe at youtube and tiktok at let's finally watch it and i'm lauren blair donovan please stalk me at blairosaurus rex on most social media platforms and i'm clark Kinez, and join the dark side with me that's actually a pretty good one that's pretty good i'm other clarksy on and follow me at um, other Clarksy on the internet. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's a hard one to do. So yeah, good it's job. hard. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you we'll, we'll uh, on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Be the first to be with you. <laughs>